is the Conrad Alert. Civil defense information will be broadcast at 640. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K, how can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom. For five years, thousand gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration. Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim. Today is June the 11th, 2023, and this is episode 324 of Workshop Radio. In just a minute, guys, we got Chris coming on to talk about dirt cheap comms. I'm really excited about that. But real quick, let's get the announcements out of the way. Howdy, Byron and Haas. Good to have you in here. First off, it's Sunday night, so we always got to remember uh, Amy Dingman of A Farmer's Kind of Life. She was gracious enough to be one of our sponsors, and she's a person that I stand behind, a friend, someone that I've met in real life. And if you ever need, she has a way of telling you the hardest truth with the sweetest sounding voice and allow you to swallow it without getting a kick to the butt. She's just perfect at that. But honestly, she has, she is one of the most transparent people you will find for both motivating you and telling you the truth and being open and honest about what she does. So check her out at a farmerskindoflife.com. And if you really like it and you want to go old school, sign up for her farmer's papers. It's always, it's cool to get a, a, Old school paper newsletter every single month in the mail. Hey, Backwoods and Bonnie Blue, good to have you. <clears throat> Number two, patch of the month. I was going to unveil today's patch, but I'm not sure, or this month's patch, so that'll be on Thursday night because I'm not sure if everybody's got their patch yet, and I always hate to ruin the surprise. So uh, Angus is really excited to help model the patch, so we will do an unveiling for you next week. But um, I just got to say, guys, Friday night, Friday, we picked up three new subscribers, so I really appreciate you because everyone who's doing this is helping me turn this into a full-time job. And I told you, and uh, if you guys want to remember Mitch from Telegram uh, or uh, from uh, TikTok earlier this year who said, you'll never make money making the videos like you, well, I'm well on my way to being full-time for December 31st this year, and you guys are a big part of that, so thank you. So patchofthemonth.co, 10 bucks a month, $100 a year. And that you'll get one cool here. I got one sitting right here to show you. There it is. Can I drink this fuel? You get some politically incorrect patches just like that all the time. <laughs> Byron Roberts can't wait for his next month. Absolutely. I can't wait for you to get it. Finally, because I keep getting asked about this all of a sudden again, uh, today's tool is the GoV freezer alarm. It hooks up through Wi-Fi. I've been using it for almost three years at my place now, and the thing just works. I have one in all three of my deep freezes, and it's a great way to monitor your temperatures uh, so that you don't have happen to you what uh, I've heard from a couple of people lately. Their freezers died and they lost all their meat. So then you got a hazardous cleanup and a huge loss of inventory. So anyway, if you're looking, links are in the description all over the place. And with that, give me one second here and we will bring on our guest. Good day, sir. How are you? Hey, Tim. I am excited to have you on here. This this episode come quick. We it was only like what ten days ago or something. You're yeah. like, hey, let me show you all this stuff that I did about dirt cheap comms, and I'm like, we need to turn this into an episode. <laughs> here we are. So yeah, well, I was on. I was talking to chatting with you on the the book book review of one second after, 
and I yeah. mentioned I mentioned the um, uh, the the uh, RTL SDR the little device I'll talk about, and I, and I so I got in your your Telegram and I said, hey Tim, this is that thing I was talking about, and oh by the way, did a whole presentation on on dirt cheap communications and meeting your needs for just pennies, you know, and uh, and you said, yeah, let's do this. I said, absolutely, I'd love to. There's a part we're going to talk about later that kind of reminds me of some of the old. Are you old enough to remember the Anarchist Cookbook? Oh yeah. Okay, so we, we won't we won't what do they call it? Bury the lead. we're not going to spoil it, but there is a part in there that's kind of like that. So I'm pretty yeah. stoked. So yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I never you asked you. Do I call you Chris or Christopher? I, I prefer Christopher, uh, but Christopher. I'm not going to be offended by Chris. Just don't call nope, me. Later that's perfect. I that makes I, I I always try to remember to ask, and I'm like, darn yeah. it, I forgot to ask him before we that's started. All right. No. And I'm how do you offended. pronounce your last name? I actually have no idea. So I, Okay, I, that's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's true. I really have no idea how to pronounce my own last name. I, we, when we were growing up, we always said Devidal. And then I've talked to several people who came from France, and they said, no, Duvidal or Duvidal. Just, just don't call me late for dinner. So That works for me. Cool. So <laughs> fill, fill me in, because we've we've known each other like in passing for quite, yep. a, quite some time. And we've chatted a few times, and I, I saw your cool thing that you're working on that you can share um, as we go along too. But um, so how did you, yeah, where did you start out? You know, where did you grow up? Uh, first job in high school. I always love hearing that from people. Oh, okay. First job yeah, in just, high school. Yeah. Fill us in on your background, man. I was dunking the donuts, you know, I was, oh. got up and, and uh, you know, worked the midnight shift at, at uh, during high school years, you know? Uh, so I like worked really late shift and, uh, you know, dunking the donuts and then got into, uh, then I was like, in, the, the AOL call center had opened up like two miles away and somebody came in. I started talking to him. He said, you, you could go interview for a job. I said, yeah. So I went over, went, went the two miles. I was on a bicycle back then. You know, that's how, that's how a teenager I was. So I was, I walked in there. I never, uh, never even used, hardly ever used windows. So was, I was familiar with DOS and not windows and uh, passed the interview questions on DOS alone. So uh, that's how I got started in an IT career. And so I was answering phone calls at AOL way back in the day, uh, more than 20 years ago. Um, Are you still, still working in IT now? And today, yes. I, I work for a, an, un, an, a company that I'm not too terribly proud of, so I'm not going to mention the name. No, hey, that's all but, right. But uh, they, they pay the bills and work in the uh, Unix department for a, uh, it's a, I'll just tell you, it's a Fortune 50 uh, financial company and right so, on. yeah so we have a huge huge it department and uh, uh and, and you know it's it's i it's if it's pays bills because that when you're in that large of a silo you're really specialized so you just all we're doing all day is swapping hard drives and shutting down servers is pretty much all we do nice yeah so you're in florida now did you grow yep. up in florida you're born and raised um we uh i was, always lived in jacksonville and okay. uh, uh, just love it. And then uh, two years ago, during COVID and all the nonsense with, with January 6th, and my wife and I both said, you know what, let's move to the country. Her mom had has uh, two and a half acres out uh, that was an hour and a half from Jacksonville. And so we picked up, bought RVs. We, this is one of the two RVs, and this is my office RV. And then we have another RV and uh, bought some solar panels that I have yet to wire in. I need to wire. And we're going to go and we've got basically a little mini homestead now. You know, she, my wife is out there like almost every day putting in some plant. And now she's starting to sell plants and 
Uh, we're talking about soon maybe some ducks and some chickens. I hope some chickens and uh, some and a little pond. You know, it's just it's just great, man. It's just great. And, and Florida weather is beautiful. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Florida soil is awful, but Florida weather is great. <laughs> so people are like, oh, you you have, must have a great growing season. Yeah, the, the, the weather is beautiful for growing stuff, but the soil is very sandy. It's really gritty. It's not, it's not great. So you have to want, kind of work with it and work around it. But, uh, but yeah, we just got a little homestead and we're just, you know, tooting away. And I'm, I'm trying on the side to uh, work on a product called Secure Coop. And I'm pretty close. I'm, I'm in beta testing right now. And I think Coop. it's cool because I've seen you, how many, has it been two years, three years? Uh, you know, uh, I thought I was a pretty good programmer. Yeah. But I just hit so, so, so many technical hurdles. And a lot of that was inexperience. And sure. But some of it was just dumb luck. Like I uncovered and accidentally uncovered a, a bug in a database software. Like who does that? You know, right. so like, why did I have to hit that? So, <laughs> so I just, a lot of it is just, you know, inexperience. But I'm getting, I just, you know, it was Jack of, uh, of uh, Survival Podcast that inspired me. To pick up automation, I said I'm going to do that, and but boy, I didn't. I didn't know this is this has been harder than having children, but uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, but, I believe you. But it's been just uh, uh, like like I um, even though it's a struggle, I feel like it's hand in glove. I feel like it's my that's like it's a niche for me. Sure. So I really just enjoy it, even though it's really been difficult. Um, I'm sort of a I call myself a survival MacGyver. Okay, I like that. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, what, I I, what I mean by that is I have a, I have a personal principle about spending money on preparedness or survival items in, in such that if it's something I know I'm going to use in my daily life, you know, you know, Jack's saying if times get tougher, even if they don't. Sure. If I know I'm going to use it like, I don't know, an extra pair of shoes or or a water bottle, you know, if I know I'm going to use it, I'm willing to spend the money on it. But if I yeah. think it may not ever use this thing i'm gonna spend i'm gonna not only spend as little money as i possibly can i'm going to ponder and ponder ways to uh come up with a a solution that meets the need that costs nothing or costs or just is dug up from around me kind of like you remember macgyver from the tv show oh yeah i grew yeah. up watching him yeah 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 i love that show so the old one of course yes yeah the old one i don't know about the new one but uh yeah I, so like uh, like just this week, I was like, you know, how do you make, how do you make, uh, you know, rifles, a rifle, bear, you know, so had, so I was learning this week how to make uh, a deer rifle uh, out of a uh, hydraulic tube. You, you sound like me, man. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Always so, learning something new. Always learning something new, and I got this long commute into Jacksonville once a week, and so I'm all, you know, like driving along thinking about okay how would i put that together and you know without spending any money and that's how that connects to um this the shop topic of the, the show is uh you know i want to do ham radio and i want to do blah 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 but i don't i don't want to i can't quite justify big bucks on a ham radio you know sure i can't justify you know to my wife to you know hey hon i just spent a thousand dollars on yesu oh, no so I, so how can I get a, get the maximum bang for my buck? And that's 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 kind of come. I come at it with this with a from a uh, survival matter perspective. 
that's what I that's what I liked about it. So, okay, you sent me your full title. You said this title works really good. Yeah. I actually had to shorten it because it was too long for the podcast title. Too long. Do you, yeah. Can you tell people what your full title was? Because I yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, dirt cheap communica- emergency communications meet eighty percent of your needs for thirty dollars, including one method that's highly illegal. So. I love it. It, it is. I mean, it, yeah, it's cool. I, 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 it definitely reminds me of the old anarchist cookbook. That kind yeah, of yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, I was just pondering one day. It was as I was driving, and I'm looking at, and, I'll, and we'll, we'll get to that later. But I was, I saw something. I thought, how can I use that if the, if the grid is down? And started thinking about it. So, <laughs> I like. So I like this. To, I like. Okay, I like taking these topics from different angles. Right. So. A couple of years ago, I had a guy on talking about wood gasifiers. And oh, yeah. And knew everything about it. It was great. The thing was, is, and no slam on him at all, but he sold prefab kits. Everything was cut for yeah. you. Yeah. It was thousands of dollars. Yeah. It was awesome for the person who wants that. I remember you saying I'm still looking for somebody who's built one using MacGyver methods. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I've had lots of dudes on for ham radio, and I, I have Nate coming on. I think he's coming on next week, and uh, he he has some serious gear, and I love Nate's gear. But I also like taking the uh, I like looking at it from the other end too, because, like you said, I I'm gonna paraphrase, but not everybody like ham radio isn't going to be an everyday use for most people. No, That's but right. it's really cool to have. It's something that. Everybody needs some form of comms, you know. At least yeah. I think we do. Yeah. So, where do we? Where did you start? How did this kind of come about? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to start preface this by saying I am definitely not an expert. You know that phrase, uh, "Jack of all trades and master of none." Yes, I've got absolutely. my fingers in all sorts of little pies, but I've got not mastered any any one particular topic. So, you know, if questions come at me, uh, I'm probably going to have to deflect to an expert. But uh, I don't even have a ham license yet. Uh, but uh, I, okay. I, I've learned enough about those basic topics to be dangerous. With it. So, sure. Yeah. You've learned enough that you're able to do a presentation on this. Yeah, summer, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Where did you do that? You did one for what, a local group? I, or yes, I did. We have a prepper group that's around the corner, and they uh, and she's uh, we I, I bumped into her one day, and she said, uh, "Oh, you're a prepper?" Yeah, I said, "Yeah," I said, uh, "And I've been studying communications." And she said. You should come and do a presentation. <laughs> like the first day, <laughs> the first meeting, she's like, "Come and do a presentation." I like, okay. I'll just throw. I start. I started writing up some notes and some some things and and uh, put it into a, a PowerPoint. And there we go. So, I mean, I think this should go without saying, but it a person doesn't have to spend a metric shit ton on comms gear to have a decent right. system. And hey, it, it, right. And you don't need to learn. A lot either. That's the big thing is I'm, I'm not going to talk over your head because I'm not an expert. I'm not going to be able to go into depth and, and go over your head. I'm just going to give you just the basics to get you up, get you going, get you listening to a few channels. And in emergency, you can hear the world around you. So, And I mean, if I had to choose between being able to send or receive, I think I'd probably pick receive because yes. at least then you are able to be informed, you yes. know, and maybe yeah. make some decisions based on what you're hearing. May not be perfect, right. but yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, now I'm saying if I'm on a rooftop and the house is getting surrounded by water, sure, I'd love to be able to send, yeah. but I'm a guy, I'm a numbers guy. I like to go by 
the odds, you know, the things yeah. you're going to use the most. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Where, where does one start? What, what's your yeah, first so, uh, thing? And, and on that topic, exactly. I agree uh, that you're going to do a whole lot in a, in a true emergency. You're going to do a whole lot more listening than talking. Uh, but we're going to talk about some ways to transmit. There are some possibilities for the, for the low budget uh, transmitter, uh, you know, but uh, I, I'm way out here in the sticks nobody has i i couldn't offer anything there's nothing i could tell people 20 miles away that would help them because I, there's nothing going on around me, you that know makes sense. sure yeah but uh but i do have the, the, that capability to transmit 20 miles if i need to so all right so you want me to jump in sure yeah start at her and all i'll right. ask questions as we go along and yeah this will be fun i'm looking forward to it let me see if i can from my computer i'm gonna do this i'm just a moment yeah, no worries. Upload the file from my computer and do it that way. It'd be better than trying to share my screen. Okay, it is uploading, processing. Sorry, I should have done this before. Oh, it's okay. It's still processing. Let's see if we can get it. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I can share it on my end too if it doesn't come up. But all right, it's still processing and spinning. You go ahead. You can, you if you want to start. I can. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll try yeah, to bring just, it up here. I'll follow along with you, and we'll we'll, we'll just keep talk as we. Oh, did, oh, there we go. Cool. All Got right. It. Let's see what happens here. All right. There we go. Cool. So uh, we're going to talk about now. I said thirty dollars. It's U.S. dollars. I'm sorry for the Canadian audience. That's okay. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Brian from Lots Project and I had a chat the other day, and he asked me about the makeup of the workshop, and yeah. I said it's it's around. I think I checked last night. It's like. 73% Americans and 7% Canadians. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't, don't worry a bit. All right. So people. most of the audience is going to know. All right. Yeah. All right. Are you able cool. to? Yep, so your perfect. basic needs. Money's to know. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. Yeah. So if your money's tight, 80 of your percent of your basic needs, you just want to listen for a few miles, for, for, for several miles. You want to transmit. And there's a possibility of waking up people in your group or neighborhood, people around you. That's so, the fun yeah. one, right? Yeah. That's the <laughs> All right, so a lot of preppers talk about the Beofeng, and I'm not going to hate on the Beofeng. It is an I've got one. It's an excellent little cheap little radio, 22 bucks, and you it's plenty reliable. You got ham bands. You if you get to, to a local ham repeater, like I've got one three miles away. If I tap into that, I can transmit 50 miles, you know, from this little repeater. Uh, it's a great radio, but got a lot of cons you need an amateur license plus the study materials and a few weeks of study you can't just get on jump on there and start transmitting the stock transmitter is the excuse me the top stock antenna it's poor it, it they recommend getting a, a genuine nagoya and i'll put a link there if you want to get one to look out to how to identify your counterfeits um even with a genuine nagoya antenna you're still only uh transmitting about up to about 10 miles and there is a need for, a, it, 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 I wouldn't say you, you have to have a programming cable, but if you don't, it's a lot lot more of a pain. So it's a $9 cable and there's a learning curve. So all the all things said, uh, I don't think that a, a Beofeng is a great first choice for a lot of people, especially if you're on a budget. Well, and you've blown your 30 bucks <laughs> you yeah. know, right there. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a hell of a time. I was never able to get, and now it's probably just user error. I had a real hard time with the programming cable with my Beofangs. Did you? I, 
But yeah. I, I did buy everything six or seven years ago. So maybe yeah. I need to go back and try again. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to holler out. I forgot. I put this entire PDF document in the notes for anybody who wants it as well. Yeah, that's right. It'll be there. So, so anyway, go ahead, brother. So yeah, you guys don't have to like, you know, signal stick cheaper in lifetime warranty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get to something like that, Nate. So uh, the one that I started with and I love and I want everybody who's even slightly interested in prepping to spend, get, get on AliExpress. There's a coupon that when you first get in and you can search around, you can find these things for $5. Uh, at least it was a few months ago. It might be up to 8 or $10 now, but it's pennies. You know, it's the price of a Happy Meal. And uh, it, it, what it does, this is a, like basically a $5 ham radio. They were designed for the European TV tuner market, but people figured out pretty quickly that you can listen to all kinds of frequencies, like all over, FM radio, CB, FRS, GMRS, MERS, weather, military airplanes, and oh, by the way, European television. So uh, they're just an excellent, yeah, thank you, Nate. RTL, SDR is like the thing to get. So um, you can listen... I remember, okay, do you remember Stephen Harris that used to be yes. on? Yeah, he used to talk about um, airline or airplane air traffic radios. Okay, is the type of thing that you can listen that kind I of I imagine thing? so. It's not something that interests me, so I haven't looked into it, but I think it can. Cool, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I just have I can't, to myself, I'm thinking, what would I do with listening to an airplane? I just could, so I didn't, I didn't pursue that. No worries, but uh, anyway, it's a jack of all trades. You do not need a license for it. That's a great way to learn just the ham radio basics. And it's got decent range. You put up a wire antenna in your in your uh, tree and you can get some pretty good range, you know, reception range. Um, now, the downside of it is it's no transmitter. It's only receive. But as I we were talking earlier, you're going to do more talking or listening than you, than you will do talking. So, you know, if, at first, that's great. And because it's a jack of all trades, it is a master of none. It's like me. And so it's not the best quality, but it is still just a bang up value. Just incredible value. Uh, no, But even though there's no license that's required, you still got to learn some topics and learn about a little bit. It's not perfectly user friendly, but it's like five out of 10 difficulty. You plug away at it all weekend, watch the tutorials, you'll get it. And if you don't, you can hit me up. I may may know the answer if i don't i could point you to the right direction so just a good good little choice and it's um i think you may have said this or i might have missed it but it it's required to plug into a computer oh yes yeah i, I meant to say, say that it's usb it okay must, must plug into a computer and we've got a we were talking about a, a solution for that in the in the chat yeah okay you've got to have a laptop uh, but and and in my EMP uh, go bag, I have an old uh, uh, Windows computer, just like ancient, like 15 years sure. old. And I plugged in the the thing and set up all the software, programmed in a bunch of frequencies and all. By the way, I put a bunch of ebooks, you know, survival ebooks on there. Wrapped the whole thing in foil, and and I've got ways to charge it if if the uh, lights go out. So. And, but no no data connections needed, right? No data, no internet. Yeah, but get it set up before the internet goes down. 
Yes. <laughs> because you're going to be like, oh, this is not working right, or, you know, what's those frequencies? So do it while you have internet. Cool. Yep. So it's just an excellent, I just, anybody who's even so lightly interested in anything prepping, it's been five, eight, ten bucks, you know, get you a, uh, 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 an RTL SDR. There's many tutorials. There is a manual. And I, in the video there, here's a hack that upgrades the stock antenna is where I, I showed where I, I took the stock factory antenna. I took my Swiss army knife out of my pocket, cl clipped off the wires and, uh, twisted on an external wire that's hanging up in my tree. You know, this is real redneck. There's, there's, it's, it's just very low tech and, uh, it, it gives it a, a major range. Just, just that 15 uh, foot antenna up into the tree, you know, just a great little uh, addition. So that vid, that link there is the video, is, it goes to the video where I recorded that. And I, on, the, on those two links below, I'm, I demonstrate by listening to my ham repeater that's three miles away. And then I also pulled up some um, uh, CB radio. Hogs is asking, can you use this on a Chromebook? Let me uh, write a note to myself to look at that. I don't know. Um, I'm inclined to say yes. I bet you could too. So I'll do that. Well. Yeah, I'm inclined to say yes. There's so many. There's you can. I think you can do it on Android, and I uh, know you can do it on Linux. And so, if you can do it on Linux, you can probably do it on a Chromebook. But I can. I, I just did a. Yeah, it looks like they're they recently released uh, some uh, an app that'll run through Chrome on a Chromebook laptop or okay. Chrome web browser. So, yeah, yeah, it looks like yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like you're good to go on that. So now. For just, uh, let's see. So anyway, uh, some more notes on this. Uh, receivability uh, 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 can be dependent, you know, like how well you can receive your, your, your stations can depend on a good quality rece receiver, you know, like you're spending a thousand, two thousand on. But a good antenna can make up for a low quality receiver. So for the beginner, just take a long wire. It doesn't need, you don't even have to measure the length. Just uh, put a I, uh, this one in the tree. I put a, a fishing weight on a fishing line. I took okay. a I took a, a slingshot, popped it up into the tree with the fishing line, and uh, then I pulled that down. And then I tied the the the, uh, a, a wire, pulled that up there, and it's like a, a twenty eight gauge, very thin magnetic wire. Just doesn't need anything at all. Uh, I took that and then I ran it into the center conductor line on the antenna that comes out of the unit. Mm -hmm. you see in that video where I where I cut off the you know where I told you I cut off the antenna. Sure. Uh, and so I just put it into the center center line and then have a have a uh, ground on the outer shielding. Uh, so I believe I put all that in the video, but uh, that's how you would do it. Of course, this is very uh, susceptible lightning. If there's any possibility, and we're in the lightning capital of the world, so I am always thinking about lightning. Uh, don't use if there's lightning within 10 miles. So just don't want to have that come finding its way down here. I mean, that kind of, you know, you get struck by lightning. Doesn't that break the number one rule of survival? <laughs> yeah. Survive, right? So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you have a little more pennies, like, you know, okay, I want to upgrade. There is a upgraded version for about 40 us and or maybe it's gone up to 45 but anyway uh the advantage the biggest advantage of this guy is you get twice the bandwidth like if if the original cheap chinese 
dinky little one was gives you about half of all the, the possible frequencies. This gives you like almost every frequency. It, it's incredible from 500 kilohertz all the way to 1.2 gigahertz. It's just massive. And it, so if you got a little more, uh, you know, if you're just wanting to want something, definitely get the first one. But if you've got the 40 to $42, get the um, RTL-SDR.com. It's called uh, yeah, Moon Bear. Um, but look out for counterfeits because you get on like eBay or whatever and you type in the RTL-SDR blog B3 is what you have to type. You get on there and there's plenty of counterfeits. So you, the, the way you avoid that is you go directly to the store and uh, go through their links that they offer that. Now, it does not come with an antenna like the cheap one does. It comes with a cheap little wired antenna. So in order to uh, get an antenna, it's uh, a, there's a combo uh, RTL-SDR plus antenna kit. Okay. The last I checked was around $40. So it's a great value. It's just a great value. It's got, uh, let's see, I've got right here. It came with a little tripod. It came with a long extension cord. It came with a window, window suction unit. Yes, that works. Yep, and it came with two different um, rabbit ears. Okay. And then I bought a uh, USB extension cord so I can get, get a little more, uh, you know, room to the USB uh, outlet. And then I also bought uh, an adapter for standard cable TV coax. So I could run a tick, uh, cable TV coax line and run that, you know, through a wall or something out to where I want to run my antenna. So it just gives me more flexibility. And this is like eight bucks or five bucks on, the, on Amazon. I like that MacGyver mindset. Make it Got work. It. Yep. Yeah, make it be flexible. Uh, yeah, that's that's the way to do it. So, so if you got the pennies, go for the upgraded version because you're just gonna there's there's almost nothing you can't hear at that point. Cool. Yeah, it's a great way to go. I think I'm gonna look at that one. I like that. At forty bucks is not the end of the world either. If you want to go a little yeah. bigger, so right, right. The the and and the quality is a little better, although. It's not that much better, but it is a little better, a little better. Oh, and the other thing, it has a, a few extra tiny little features that are, I didn't think they were essential, but they're just nice to have. Like, um, it's called a bias T, and you can power antennas through it. It's, it. It does some extra things, but for the most part, um, the big the big advantage of that one is the extended range. Right on. Yep. So then uh, we come to the next option, which is CB radio. And for the dirt cheap communications, CB is actually, in my head, uh, superior to a Bay of Fang for some situations. Not every situation, but quite a few situations. It's not, it's not as sexy as ham, like, you know, if, Sam is, if, if ham is sexy. <laughs> but uh, it is still useful for listening and talking up to 15 miles. Okay. And the good thing I can do with uh, my CB is I can listen to what the truckers are saying. Right. You know, what? when I was listening, I was like, okay, what are these truckers talking about? And when, they were just talking about UFOs or something. So it wasn't anything relevant, but it could be. You know, you can. it's great for intelligence. When I was heading to LFTN this year, 
we got storm stayed for a little while crazy it, it was 420 april 20th we got stopped on the side of the road in a blizzard okay. and who did i ask for information but the truckers yeah when the truckers pull in they pull off to the side of the road you want to know hey what are the roads like are the yeah you know where's the wind blowing from where where are the accidents that sort of thing mm. right yeah so nate says most hams have a cb they just won't admit it <laughs> that's great <laughs> and I actually got one off of FreeCycle. I just saw somebody had, I got this whole ham radio. I said, I'll take it. I plugged it in my cigarette lighter and it lit right up. So I was like, yeah. And now CB, people, some people don't know this, but you don't, do not need a license for CB. CB. You can jump right on and start talking. Uh, and it's relatively easy to learn. There's just not a lot of things you have to know to make good contact with CB. You know, so it's just got a lot of things going for it. And, uh, I've seen handheld units. They have different ways of, uh, ch of running their channels. You've got the original 23 channels. And then over time, they bumped up up to 40 channels. So the original radios can't talk on the higher channels. Okay. Sure. But there's still, there's still plenty of talking going on on the lower channel. Uh, and then you've got, then they split those, those out into upper and lower sideband. So you got the channel, which is AM. And then you can split those out. You have two different channels there. So you really get up to 80 channels on CB. Um, but your 23 are, are just pretty darn good. I've seen them on eBay for about 15 units. They're handheld. Make sure it has an antenna. Some of them don't have it. And for those handheld jobs, your range of transmit is about two miles. Okay. Um, so the car mount, like I've got, uh, it's got some more, some with more power, some with more channels, bigger antenna. I've seen them for as low as $20 on eBay. Uh, range can be 15 miles if you use um, single sideband and you use the maximum power and antenna and your terrain is good, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, your mileage may vary. So it could be... Literally. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, expect somewhere between 3, 5, 10, 15 miles of transmit range. So it's pretty decent for, you know, it's comparable with the Beofang. If you not bad. The Beofang by itself, Beofang connected into a repeater can do better. Sure. In fact, some people have taken Beofangs and talked to satellites. So there's there's that. But but if, but if you're just, you know, apples to apples, how far can these two transmit? They're about roughly the same. Um, if you use it at home, you just get a 12-volt adapter and or pick up your RTL SDR, plug it into your laptop and listen to Sifty Radio, which I, I put that video in the, uh, you know, in earlier in the uh, slide of, of, of me listening to CD Radio. So. Cool. We, we uh, CB was big where I grew up, at least. Yeah. So not, I mean, I, I, I grew up in the eighties, so I, I don't remember a ton of it, but my dad and my grandfather, they, they were, my grandfather was on it all the time, and his his nickname was Cookie Monster. And my wife's father was on it. He was a butcher, and his nickname or handle was uh, Meat Cutter. That's so cool. She always, Becky, when I first <laughs> told her I was getting into ham, she rolled her eyes because she's like, it's not going to be like my father's stupid CB radio, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah, I grew up in the 80s, too, and my, parent, my mom was worried that uh, – my initials are CB, and she thought, oh, people are going to razz on me. But by the time I was old enough for anybody Don't to know, care. they were all, CBs were gone and passing fat, you know. But uh, but they're still around. I mean, I I was, I, I lit up my, and I just, I heard people talking. Like, oh, wow, there's, there's 
no people using it. So it's definitely uh, usable. Now get on and, and learn a little bit about etiquette. Get on and learn about um, how to use the channels. Where is the emergency line? Because one of the channels, and um, I got it written down, but I think it's either 19 or 9 is the emergency channel. And so you can get on and say, you know, emergency, emergency. So. And the cool thing when you said that um, CB has roughly the same range as a Beofang, the cool thing is, is there's no certification or no license. Certification. So you're yeah. not you're not breaking the law. I mean, now in an emergency, of course, you can use whatever Break you have. Break the law. But, yeah. But yeah, if we want to stay above law or you know with um, you know our nose clean and out of yeah. eyesight, you know, yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. Especially why you want to practice before you have to need it. Right. So yeah, I agree with that. Cool. All right. So that's CB. So the next thing that a, the dirt cheap dude can pick up is an FRS walkie-talkie. Uh, I've got one right here. It, it, you, you you almost certainly have ever have used one, and they're the uh, extremely common. The chances are very good that one of your neighbors has one. I've seen them as low as eight dollars. And uh, don't be afraid to buy a used one on eBay. I've done that. They are very robust. Uh, let's see. Nate says etiquette is big on ham radio. CB has the possibility of. Yeah, he's just he's saying uh, etiquette's big on ham radio. Totally, but he said CB also has the possibility of skip. If ten meter is open, eleven will be open. Yeah, so, so you, you can skip to get it out quite a ways. I get. I don't know how far that is, but I'm sure it's probably like fifty miles. I'm guessing. I think I, I I know Nate's told me before. I want to guess it's around 100 miles, but I might be cool. wrong. Nate, wow. fill me in, brother. He will. And yeah. Know Your Joe says nine is the emergency channel. Okay. Yeah. And I've got it written down because that's one thing I did oh, for my. Yeah. I was uh, way off. 1,200 oh, miles. Oh, 1,200 miles. Now, this is a little um, pro tip is, is print down and write down on paper uh, frequently used frequencies and uh and emergency channels and instructions on paper that you keep with your cb and your, your ham radio you know i got my i keep mine in the car it wrapped in emp foil so uh i got the instructions and everything written on that so that i don't have to go oh crap how do i use that I just pull up my notes boom there you go sure so, yeah all right so frs frs is uh, i forget i think family radio but yeah. it is a it's there's no license required. Your range is about a half a mile. You can listen to people around you on the channels that you're talking about. Or I've got I've got uh, six or eight or ten or twelve FRS radios that if we had a crisis, I would pull the neighborhood together and say everybody gets a radio and we're gonna talk to each other. Uh, and with your RTL SDR, you can listen to it. So you can listen to FRS. Yeah, see that th that thing is a huge value. Do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. Just get you one of those things. Just no questions. They're so just these these would be a good a good. What's wrong with me tonight? These would be good for around your property if you're kind yes, of hanging yeah. out. Yep. Yep. So we use I used I talked to the other RV without trying to shout at them, and we have my mother-in-law you know hundred feet away, and so we're going 200, 300 feet distance and we're talking to each other um you know so this is not this is not you know in the next state this is in the next block sure. you know, you're just short range but the the fact that they're so cheap you need no license uh and almost everyone has one is definitely a, a big win so definitely get one 
Um, They'd work for like convoying if you were bugging out together, multiple vehicles, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They're great for that. If you have an RV, you're trying to back up. You know, it's one person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> trying to save your marriage. Yep. Absolutely. Right. That's yep. that's that was why I bought the first one is because I knew we had to back up an RV. So let's do that on the walk. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So the one I, I just mentioned was the was the Beofeng. It's slight like a slightly upgraded from the six from the eight dollar ten dollar job you see on eBay. Uh, is the uh, this this Beofeng does make uh, FRS radios. You can see it's got a very uncomplicated interface, but you can program it with the with the same Beofeng cable. So oh. it's got the same. Yeah, yeah. So for like thirteen fifty a piece. And they've got a, what I love about them is they've got a base. So they set in the base to charge all times. I bought a second battery and I just charged the battery and then I swap out the battery. Uh, you know, but they're very common. The batteries are common. It's a great value. Uh, I've had none of them fail. Uh, just a really good little, little guy. So if you're just going to spend a little bit more, get the Beofeng. And um, how, do you know the power on the Beofangs of these ones? They can be up to two watts on certain channels. I, we run ours on channel 15, which has a two-watt allowance. Um, this, the other channels have a 500-milliwatt allowance. And uh, and by the way, this is important. It's not, not a big deal, but some radios like this one, uh, or I think this one, anyway, some radios can also transmit on what's called GMRS, and that does require a license. Right. And so are they going to prosecute? Probably not, but they could. You could you could get in trouble if you're transmitting on GMRS without a license. It's and not again, it's a worst-case scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah worst-case scenario, window, use it. But, and yeah. it's not a terribly expensive license. for In the U.S., it's $85 for your whole family for 10 years. So... You could do worse, but I when this gives me the same. Uh, no, GMRS does have a few more, like a lot better power, and you can do repeat. Well, anyway, GMRS does have some more flexibility. This sure. gives me what I need for without a license. So I, I'm going to look that. into these. I like this idea. Yeah. All right. So uh, now, now we're getting a little more esoteric. Okay. Suppose you want a ham radio transmitter. Thank you, Nate. FRMRS is 50 watts ham. First, FRS is 2 watt. GMRS is 50 watt. Ham is 1500 watt. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Suppose you want a transmitter. You want a ham, and this does receive. AliExpress, they've got them for $4. You can transmit and receive on these guys for hundreds of miles. They fit into an Altoids can, and they are battery powered, so you can run them on 12 volt car battery or a 9 volt. Uh, square battery and does this i i can't tell so um does it have a, a speaker or does this plug into a computer or all right it... so so this is morse code first of all it's only morse, morse code and on the right hand side you can see the little black thing with the silver yep that is uh the speaker headphones and then below oh. it un underneath your logo there is the where you plug in the uh the Morse code key. Okay. And then on the left side, that black thing is the power socket. And that white thing on the upper left corner is your antenna. That thing is tiny. 
Yeah, it's. I, I wish I had dropped mine, but it's like that big. That's okay. Yeah, That's it's. Okay. Have it's you picked crude. things up listening on it at all? Uh, I, I've done it like once or twice because it's really crude. It's it's a great first project, but you're not going to stay there if you get any slightly interested. But for four dollars, uh, because one thing for one thing, it's got a lot of cons to it. You got you, you only get a few frequencies, and you, and you have to. Uh, buy this crystal set you take out the crystal and you plug in another crystal there's no there's no knob to change the frequency oh okay yeah yeah uh it's hard to make many contacts that way and uh you've got to solder it now i I, i'm not always i enjoyed that you know it's a one day like at one afternoon project to put the pieces in there solder so it's kind of neat um you got to build an antenna you got to learn morse code you got to have a license uh you got to buy the a different frequency crystal than it comes with uh, you got to tweak it if if you want more crystals or frequencies. So it's it's not the best thing. Okay, you know, but, it's, but it's four bucks if you want. But there's your pros and your cons with it. Seems like the cheaper things get, the more learning and yeah. the more uh, hands-on you have to be with it. Hey, it can it can be well the RTL SDR is yeah, plug it in and start working. But but yeah. Um, anyway. Um, I did buy one for a true emergency, even though I'm not licensed. I bought extra crystals. Uh, you are allowed to use, uh, you know, these things in a true emergency if the grid is down or if the government's too preoccupied. Um, but <laughs> use one in emergency while the government is up, and you may get out of the emergency, but you're going to have a ten thousand dollar fine. So <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, um, you know, it'd be better to pay the ten grand and, and be alive. Anyway, there I put some links to some Morse code cheat sheets where you can like put paste them on your wall, and like one of them is a tree. So you start with the top and you tree, and you you know you look at those links and you'll see. That makes sense. Moonbear wants to know if you do any installations. <laughs> yeah, just uh, pay for my airline ticket. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're gonna have, yeah yeah that's cool. All right, so a little bit more cool. advanced. Is the it's a step up, and I don't have one of these, but it's a super a rock mite or it's super rock mite. They're also on eBay or Alley. Alley uh, can do it. A little bit better quality, a little bit more distance. Also uses crystals. Also must solder. Also must learn Morse. Also must have a license. So it's just a more souped up version. Of- yeah, a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, then you got this sits beside my bed. Now, you know, don't do not say you're a prepper if you have you don't want to sleep through a tornado. In Florida, we get quite a few tornadoes, and being an RV, we really want to know when there's a tornado warning. Uh, we'll jump in the car rather than sit in the RV during a tornado. So I've got that right next to my bed. In fact, this is the very unit, and um, it, it goes off in the middle of the night. I got that for 15 bucks. So those are the ones that they'll, um, they're tuned in and they'll automatically turn on if there's an emergency. Is that the right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was able to program that to only my zip code and only the alerts I care about because we we get so many severe thunderstorms that it's not worth waking me up for, you know, the two in the morning for a severe thunderstorm, but a tornado, I definitely want to know. I recently found out that these also work in Canada. I thought they were only an American thing. So, Yeah, so I, I never had one on my list because I, of course, you know what happens when you assume, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always assumed it was only a U.S. Uh, yeah. technology, but no, it's, uh, is, is this your missus, Cher- Sherry? There she is. 
Nice. Good to have you. I always love that when uh, <laughs> others come in to support. She said she has a love-hate relationship with your uh, weather radio. Yeah. Um, probably scared hey, you. So, uh, yeah, it's probably gone off. and I've never heard it, but she's probably heard it. Uh, anyway, just definitely pick you up one. Oh, and, and by the way, you can listen to uh, to uh, Rather Radio with the RTLSDR. So it's yet another thing. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you can listen to your Weather Radio. Uh, I just put a few notes, like look for the FIPS code. Look for the sa- look for a feature called SAME. Look for a feature called EOM. So I just put a few few tips and, and, and tricks with the Weather Radio. Is the FIPS, is that your, like, your local identify, uh, like your local area code? Correct. Yeah, that's the, like, it's similar to a zip code. Okay. Yep. That's cool. I, yeah. All right, so this one's a little more esoteric, but this is pretty cool. Suppose you've got a group of uh, five friends, and you're wanting to go on back country. You got, you know there's not going to be no cell service. With a mesh-tastic, you can go uh, three to five. The distance is like uh, like five kilometers or, or something like that, three to five miles away. And uh, it, one of these devices pairs to your phone by Bluetooth. Okay. And then that rubber ducky antenna there in the picture, it transmits over that to the other devices in the group, and everybody can text without any cell phone service. So that's what I was going to. So no need of data with this at all. No need for data. No need for uh, for any service at all. You can have a. You can put your phone in airplane mode. Could you? I think I may have talked to somebody else about this before, but could. Could you hook one of those up to say a battery pack and then kind of put it up in a tree so it could kind of act as, or do you know, or are they only? That, that's a good question. I, I got to look into that. Anyway, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Nate says it's almost Wi-Fi for hands. It's almost Wi-Fi. That's right. That's and cool. uh, yeah, you do need a, a phone, um, and uh, but uh, your your group can talk with each other, and they're eighteen bucks a piece, so they're pretty darn cool. I like that. Yeah. And it uses what's called a technology called LoRa, L-O-R-A. That's a no license required. Okay. All right. So there's more about that. They got them. Here's what to search for: AliExpress or eBay. Look for Lilygo TTGO. So I got to ask. I, I I guess this is confession time. But I've never ordered anything on AliExpress. Okay. Is it as simple as Amazon and that sort of thing, or is yeah, it a little straightforward? Yeah. Yeah. You just sign up for an account and order stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they you don't have quite as good of a guarantee, uh, but I have gotten refunds for things from them. So it's we better than. Have you ever used Wish before? Never used Wish. Okay, so it, it's it's got it has to be better than Wish. So, it's got to be okay. better than Wish. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Wish so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you uh, if you do happen to go go looking for one, the Lily Go TTGO is the least expensive option. It seems like it's adequate to do the job. From, okay. that, from what I saw, I don't have one, but it, but I was looking at while I was putting this together. I thought, oh. so all right. So what about some free options? We got your scanner radio app that tells you, uh, you know, comes up on your phone when when you have uh, when a uh, like a police radio um, or a fire rescue radio is is if there's something big going on in like Chicago or something, you might get, you'll get an alert that says something's going on. You may want to listening to this game radio so it's a pretty cool little app but the downside is there's only a few cities and you do need a data connection so okay but again you know a, a lot of times if yeah i mean if, if you 
one thing I've noticed in my town, when the power goes out, uh, I have some of the best Wi-Fi or the, the best signal coverage because most people aren't hooked up, but our local um, <laughs> telecom place has backup power. Oh. So if I, if I have my house running, okay, I, my okay. Wi-Fi, yeah. So something to think about for some people. It's just, you know, it's 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 belt and suspenders. Have you two is one and one is not. Mm-hmm. This next one Absolutely. is uh, Red Red Cross puts out a an emergency phone app. Get the get yep. to the camera. So it is for iPhone and Android. It does alert for tornadoes or whatever. You can customize the alerts. Uh, you can turn off nuisance alerts. But the downside is that it's very quiet. I wrote to the company uh, that that produced it. There's a developer link somewhere and i said hey can you guys make this alert louder because it's like beep, beep, beep. It's, i'm not going to hear that at two in the morning if there's a tornado uh so but it's better than nothing you know just get that and put on put it on your phone uh i would rec i also ask that if you do get it to contact the company ask them to make that louder and then if enough of us do request it then maybe they'll make that a feature in the future so I know our emergency alert system here is unbelievably loud, like yeah. just very loud. And yeah, that only downside with the emergency alert is there's no way to opt out of any of them with ours. So I, unless, oh, do you know something I don't know? Yes, yes, you, you might. I can, like, we have uh, Amber Alerts and uh, there is a setting to... I'm looking at my iPhone emergency alerts, Ooh. Amber alerts, and you could turn off. Uh, here, let me bring you. I'm going to bring you up big here for a second. Yeah, there you go. So you can turn off Amber alerts. Oh, and, see, you know, I, I feel sorry for the kids, but I'm not about and about, and I certainly don't need to hear that at two in the morning. Well, you know, and so. <laughs> that is my my deal as well. And yeah. again, Becky and I have talked about this a lot. I'm not against Amber alerts. We live in a very small town. The problem with the Amber Alerts being treated like an emergency alert is that people become desensitized yes, to yes. the things that they need to pay attention to. Yeah. So that I, that's my that's my little hobby horse or hot, you know, yeah. my, my soapbox. Here, I'll bring so it you back can, up. Okay. So in, in, in your I in your iPhone, you can go into uh I was gonna get you in closer, but there we go. No, I don't watch. know about Android, but I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen it on Android, my wife's Android. Uh but on on iPhone you go into uh, notifications. Okay. See, we learned something new as we go. That's cool. Go to the bottom. There's your, there's your settings for those noisy. Okay. I think you might have, I'm going to see if it's available. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can, but I'm going to try well, it here. Yeah. Hunch around. I'm, I'm, I'm about 98% sure I saw it on my wife's Android that those settings as well. No, that's cool. Made my day. Yeah. And it's like, again, it's not that we don't feel bad for those kids, but it's not anything that, yeah, I just, for yeah. me, I think an emergency alert, it was as bad as when this was horrible. Our province used the emergency alert system to notify us of new COVID restrictions being oh. That was, oh. I was so mad. But anyway, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think yeah. the emergency alert should be for emergencies. Yes. yes. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now, here, here's where I was mentioning that those iOS or Android emergency alerts. Uh, so anyway, same same thing we're talking about. Anyway, get you a cheap uh, AM/FM radio. Sometimes you get them for free. They're definitely battery battery powered. It's better than nothing. You're gonna get biased information, but but sometimes bias is better than nothing. So have Absolutely. you at least have you at least one little battery radio? 
All right, this is kind of fun. If you're thinking you might want to learn a little bit more about ham, you don't have to have a license. You can get to the online ham radio, do a web search for online ham radio. You can listen to ham radio. You're going to be hearing information that's not coming from their biased government mouthpieces, but it's and it's going to be outside of your area. Uh, but you know, it requires internet, it requires sure. data. So, no license required. It's just something you can do right now. All right, this is something that I'd like more people to do is uh, don't throw away your old cell phone. Any old working phone. Now, is emergency number 911 in Canada? Yes. Yeah. So any old working phone can dial 911. I've done it. Even if it's got no service. So the way you do that is you, you pick up your, your regular phone, you call the non-emergency police number. And you ask them, hey, how do I do a 911 test? Oh, okay. And uh, my my local police just said, just call it. And when they pick up, say, I'm just doing the test. Fair enough. So that's what I did. Yeah. So don't throw away that old cell phone. Throw it in the glove compartment. Uh, put in charging cable, USB charger, all that, so that you, or and maybe even spare battery bank, so that you can light it up and make it go if you do have an emergency. And then I did uh, that. You know, just put a reminder. Keep it charged. After my my last trip last fall, when I lost, they they shut off my Canadian data in the U.S. after yep. being there for about ten days, driving on wow. the interstate had no GPS. Oh, trust me, it was a hole. Anyway, so ever since, I mean, I also bought a, a paper atlas that goes down in the bottom. Yeah. But I threw a second phone in there in case my phone ever dies, and I loaded it up with what is it, Maps.me or whatever, so that I would okay. have. Yeah, so it has GPS. You don't need data to, to bring in the GPS if you preload the maps. So right. it's sitting in there, shut off, good to go, and just cool. check the battery every so often. So yeah, yeah, yeah just check check and charge the battery. And I'm gonna hold. I'm, my mouth is really running dry. I'm gonna yeah. You go ahead. Sure. Some water. I'm gonna uh, yeah. So I'm gonna a couple things I'm gonna look at while you're um well first off I gotta look and see if if anybody else out there has picked up or has a good recommendation for a weather radio that works in canada from what i understood the the noah ones do but that's my next purchase i think is something i gotta have i gotta have one of those uh there's just been so much shit going on up here in the last little while and i want to highlight backwoods butchers uh I, first off i gotta say i appreciate having kyle in here because i'm always looking at learning new things but he said conversation like this reminds me why i toss dead animals around for a living right over my head but you know what <laughs> you're in here you're having fun with the community and some of this will rub off by osmosis, man. <laughs> I listen, I learned something new. Well, I, well I'm sorry, uh, Kyle, if I am talking over your head, man. Just uh, please, please, please ask questions. I'm trying to keep it low because I'm not an expert. <laughs> You're doing good. He, right. he He's just a young feller that has never used a payphone before. So <laughs> it's, a little, it's okay. I, we, we appreciate it. So. Oh, man. All right. Okay. So when you're thinking about communications, don't overlook just a bulletin board. You know, put notes on a message board down in your central location at the end of the street or something. Low tech, reliable, leave messages for others. Yada, yada, yada. So I love, I, I want to, I got to comment on this because I love this. I, the, when I was in high school and I worked at a library, I kept a list of all the community bulletin boards within kind of like a 10 minute drive because it was a great way to disseminate information before everybody had the internet. But of course, I'm a big junkie of like post apocalyptic, you know, and yeah. in uh, the TV show, Jeremiah, okay, quite a few years ago, 
they had a local bulletin board that as people would come through, they would leave pieces of information that they heard from different communities. Now, I mean, that's a worst case scenario. Yeah. But this is so practical and it would yeah. work really well. It really would. Just don't over keep that in your back pocket for a rainy day. All right. So SMS standard text message, of course, everyone's got it. Everyone knows it. Uh, what you might not know is that uh, SMS tends to be more reliable than a standard phone call. In fact, during Katrina, uh, texts were usually the only thing that got through. Hmm. So it's a lot more reliable to send a text. You're, you're sending just a small packet of information. So I, if I were had a group and we were getting, getting this going, I would set up a text tree, not group text. Now, what's the text tree? Text tree is where one person texts two people or three people. Those three people each text three people. Those three people text three people. And the reason you do that instead of a group text is because group text depend on data, which may be clogged or may not be available. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So set up a text tree instead of, and, and yeah, you can still do a group text, of course, but set up a text tree so that everybody's instructed to, hey, Junior, you call Bob, Bob and, and, and Alice, and, and uh, Bob and Alice are going to call Steve. So. What, one thing I always liked about texts as well is like with a phone, with a phone call, you call, and if you don't connect, you hang up. But with a text, it sits there and kind of keeps retrying for yes. a while. Yes, very reliable. System. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah, in fact, Steve Harris was saying he used to put uh, his phone on the end of a stick, hold it way up in the air, and right. then he had he had uh, voice Bluetooth headset that he would do voice commands into the thing and say, you know, hey, text Bobby and tell him I'm on my way. And so he would do it that way. I like that. It works. Yeah. yeah. It works. Whatever yeah. you got to do, right? That's right. All right, so phone call trees, the same idea, do uh, do the same organization. If you if, if instead of text, you, maybe you do it as calls. You know, hey, hey, Bobby calls Alice and Steve. It's funny. I I don't remember who I was speaking with the other day, but that's the second time I, I talked about it. So growing up, mom and dad always had a piece of paper next to their phone in in the hallway. It was yeah. a prayer chain from the church. And so people would, it was that same thing. The first person would call, I think it was six people. And then yep. each of them would call whatever, you know, and yeah, yeah, that, that we forget about that stuff. Yeah. That's really yeah. handy. All right. So here's the fun one. This is the highly illegal one. It's called the, I call it the neighborhood telegraph. For informational purposes. Only. Information. Entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah. Entertainment purposes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're entering into the anarchist cookbook zone. Now, this would be like only if the grid is down, the police are not responding, blah, blah, blah. You can pirate phone lines or cable coax or cop power lines, anything with copper in it that runs through your neighborhood. Look up. Next time you go outside, look at those lines. Those are all potential communication lines that you can use to talk to other people. Okay. They go to every house. Everybody's got you know power lines or cable or something. Even if you've got fiber, you've still got power lines. So... Uh, Potentially, uh, of course, we cannot test this, but just, I'm just throwing this idea out there as as a as a maybe something you could do. You could use it to not only uh, tap out Morse code, but you can also set it up so that it is an alarm, and you can wake up your neighbors at two in the morning for some kind of emergency. Everybody rallies around and comes to your help. Huh. So there's just a couple of different ways to do that. Um, 
So the idea is you, you get some car batteries, maybe even some solar panels to charge the cold car batteries. Uh, relays, most cars have uh, relays under the hood. So you take the relays, you take the car horn, you take the buzzers, you take the lights and the switches. You go down to the central box of your telephone line, you disconnect your wires that are going away from the box down to the central office, and you connect all those wires down to it into a battery. Oh. Then you install an indoor buzzer and lights that are loud enough, or you know, the light, the buzzer that's loud enough to wake a person. And then on the outdoor outdoors, you put a car horn and you turn it on at night when there's an emergency. So in the daytime, you're using that buzzer to talk to each other. Sure. But but at night, you could use that buzzer to you know slam the emergency button. It wakes up everybody. And then you go out and you honk your car horn so that people run outside and they hear the car horn down the block. Oh, it's Bob. Let's go down to Bob's house, see what he needs. So as a group of neighbors, as you get together and you have any sort of a crisis, you have that toolkit to wake people up, to alert people, to talk, to communicate in amongst that neighborhood in, the, in your, you know, in your few blocks area. I actually uh, think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. So there, I put earlier a link to a Morse code cheat sheet. Yeah. So print print out at least one of those. You can also always, you know, trace it by pencil later or rewrite it by pencil later. You know, if you need more of them and you can't don't have a copier, but uh, just get at least one of them and print it out. Um, I actually, this is the fun thing. I, I actually made a working circuit diagram. I have a link there to where you can test it yourself. You can play with it. So. That's actually really cool. I mean, yeah. this is this is in the weeds as far as like you know. But it remind have um, do you ever read one second after? Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, of course you did. Yeah, you're in our yeah yeah in our conversation. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It kind of reminds me a bit of their makeshift telephone lines that they put back together using the old switchboard. It's really just a physical. You're make you're 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 making and breaking physical connections is what you're doing. Yes, yes. The original. And, there would be a ton of stuff around to scavenge to work from with that. Yeah, and and I don't care if EMP melts every device. Right. Where there's a will, there's a way. As long as there's wires. That's what I'm thinking. You know. You'll, because, you'll yeah, think, they, yeah, nothing. They, I was just thinking that anything you salvage in here is pretty much self-reliable. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a real good chance. I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that uh, EMP probably would not destroy absolutely everything, but I work into my plan the thought that what if it does, yeah. and then I work backwards from there. Okay, we have absolutely zero electronics, and then I just work backwards from that point. So if, if you can, have a plan, if, you know, if you're halfway to the worst case scenario, you're you're halfway better than you would have been if it were the worst case scenario. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So that's the way it is. So so look, click that link and check out the circuit and play with it. All right, so here is the the big summary. So if I only had 30 bucks in my pocket and I wanted 80%, I would get a RTL SDR and I put miscellaneous things because there's sometimes there's wires or connectors that come up. I would get a handheld CB radio. Hmm. I would get a single FRS radio. And I would do all the other free things that I listed. So, I like that. Yeah. I mean, eighty percent of your needs. Yeah, I mean you, and again, eighty percent. I, I I'm a big fan of going with the odds. So if you can yeah. 
know, if you can do the 80% for $30, I, I'm guessing the other 20% is going to be quite a bit more money. So, you know, if you can do 80% with 30 bucks yeah. and you haven't put yourself in a financial hole, then that's the thing you should do. You're going to get started. You're going to have, you know, a way to listen in around the neighbor, around the, around this region, really. You're going to have a way to listen to a lot going on. You're going to be able to talk to uh, emergency help within 10 miles. You're probably going to find neighbors who have the same FRS walkie. And you're going to have all those uh, apps and, and your, your neighborhood uh, illegal ham, um, transmitter. So, I like that. Yeah. That, that's really cool, man. That was... Survival, Survival MacGyver. Yeah. That's, that's a really... Yeah. I mean, I've had... Um, Ryan Buford from uh, the Next Generation podcast on. Okay. We did an episode a couple of years ago called uh, Post-Apocalyptic Scavenging or Salvaging, cool. I remember what yeah. we called it. And the idea was just like, okay, what basic materials could we scavenge yeah. from anywhere and what could you use them for? Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've got a buddy that we talk sometimes and we, we worked out a way to do solar power without panels. Really? You take an old weed eater and you turn it into a steam engine. Which is surprisingly easy. Okay. So not that because a, a weed eater is a two-cycle engine. Right. You push. You push a steam through the through the um. The intake or the through the carburetor. The spark spark plug out. Oh, spark. Yep. Okay. No, through the spark plug. Yeah. Yep. You push steam, and then it has a bump valve. The bump valve pushes and lets in steam. So as the piston rises, it bumps the thing and pushes some steam, and it goes. And it bumps the thing and pushes steam, and it bumps the thing and push, and it cycles that way, and it creates an engine that spins that you can hook to an alternator to create electricity. And the steam, sure. steam can be created with um, a reflective surface and run a some convex. pipes around it. Yeah, yeah, that's actually or, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So where there's a will, there's a way. I have you ever read uh, World Made by Hand? No, I never heard of it. It's really good. James, I can't remember the name of the dude right now, the author, but it's um, it's a post-peak oil book. Really cool. It takes place in upstate New York, I believe. Okay. And they're, the, the main character is a handyman or kind of a construction guy, but he, he spends a lot of time salvaging materials, repurposing materials. And, and what you described there is that type of thing. I love that because okay. given enough time, and yeah. access to the materials you can scavenge and people who have the right type of mental framework, there's right. nothing you can't do, right? Yeah, I found it. It's by James Howard Kunstler. There it is. Yes, yes. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting dude, but boy, he is a talented writer for sure. <laughs> I'm going to read this. Nate says, Web SDR in Utah covers the entire Midwest to Europe, Ooh, and it's free to it's use. Free to use. Kiwi SDR, you can use the map and hone in on your area or another part of the world. Ah, see that? Nope. Be, I, I would like that to, to to compare. So I'd have my my SDR set up now. Can I pick up these stations that this professional is able to pick up with his hand SDR? You know, somebody Absolutely. knows more than I do. Uh, know your Joe says. Um, <laughs> any suggestions for a GMRS radio? GMRS ham radio. Um, and need I, a steam I engine. Need a steam engine. Yeah, no, I can't think of a, a GMRS radio um, that I would recommend because I don't have one. I don't have, uh, but a ham. Um, I, again, I want to go back, circle back to the RTL SDR. Start with that because you're going to learn the basics. You're going to pick. You're going to have to learn a few concepts to to know how to use it. 
it's not plug it and it starts working. You've got to like do some reading and watch tutorials. You're going to spend, you know, a few hours to a weekend and then you're going to learn, you're going to know then from some, some real basics. That's uh, cool, then, man. then yes, go get a, then I would say after that, if you're wanting to transmit, you got the pixie, but mm, it's Morse code. I would just go get a Beofang. Just, just and, get the Beofang. And if you're going to play, if, if you want to learn to transmit, go get your, I mean, I have just my basic ham license. I got it probably nine years ago. I need okay. to upgrade. <laughs> I need to get yeah. my basic with honor so I can um play on the hf bands but mm -hmm. the, the basic was simple i had no problem getting it and then the cool thing is then you get to experiment without the chance of getting in trouble yeah and and, and then you're completely trained up even when you really need to rely on it right right now if you don't have a license like i don't have a license right i uh i looked up my local uh ham um uh repeater and i found out when they run their weekly uh nets so i tuned in one night and i listened to them talking oh. on the net yeah sure. so you can with my Beofang, i was and i had both the Beofang and the rtl together trying to see which one how i could get the right reception with you know so i was comparing them uh but uh you can do that without a license you can just plug in and start listening to your local net and learning the way that people communicate on those things and learning how to do it so that when you get to the point where you actually need it then it's not entirely unfamiliar so that's my next plan nate and i are going to do that this summer uh, sorry this winter if i don't get my hf license yet i'm going to get everything hooked up so i can start learning the process and then it's just the anyway it's just the time you know it's yeah time. it's just the time <laughs> yeah I, I i hear you so how did this start i don't know if i i guess it was just kind of a like how did this kind of become a little bit of a passion for you doing it cheap Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, um, I, I do. I, I, I say to myself, I can't justify buying a ham radio. Let's find out what people do. And I started looking around and reading and a lot of you can learn. You can find uh, solutions just by reading, you know, uh, just by getting on, watching, reading forums, watching YouTube. So spend enough time in it. You'll see and say, oh, I could do that. And oh, I could do that. And, and I, at first I thought, well, I'm going to need a this fancy antenna and i was talking to a guy about my setup and he said no you don't you just need a wire you just just run a wire you don't need a you don't for for transmitting you need um the right antenna for receiving a single long random length of wire will do any length of wire so that's cool man yeah 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 so that was just how it goes you know and i said oh so i got one got on alley and this is back you know eight ten years ago when they were three four dollars <laughs> and uh and got me one and plugged it in and started playing with it. So, Well, that's cool. So how can people support you, Christopher, if they want to know more about you or the projects okay. you're up to? Or even just if, if, if you're cool with it, if people reach out, just uh, pick your brain a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah, they can. And again, I'm not an expert, um, yeah. but okay. but uh, I can give you some ideas or get you pointed the right direction. But uh, anyway, they can hit me up at uh, securecoop.com. There is a contact form. They can reach out to me nice. and they can they can follow along what I'm doing. I have a... Uh, a mailing list that I'm going to be uh, sending out uh, emails about the status of the project and, and how things are coming. Um, pretty soon going to be putting up a video of a, of a prototype and um, showing off the, the secure coop, uh, which is a, by the way, is a coop door opener with phone notifications. So I, you know, I work, I told you I work for a fortune 50 uh, financial company and I work with their 
servers, and we've got servers that are running, you know, billion dollars of tra transaction through them. And I learned about how to uh, make sure that servers are reliable and that they don't go down. So I'm applying those same concepts down to the chicken coop. So if if any issue comes up and I don't notify you about it and you lose your flock because I fail to notify you, I, I've got a guarantee that I will replace your entire flock up to 20 birds. So nice. that's, that's my guarantee. And yeah. there, it's not quite available yet, right? Not quite available yet. I, I, like coming. I said, I'm not, not as good of a programmer as I thought I was, but I'm getting there. Okay. And, and, it's, yeah. and it's getting there, and, it, and I'm going to have it, um, you know, reviewed and make sure I got all my dot my I's and cross my T's. And, but it's going to have a phone app for iOS and Android, and uh, it'll send you a notification when the coop is open and closed. Uh, after I've got this basic coop, uh, system worked out. I intend to take that same core and build on it. So the the next projects will be secure farm. So like gates. electric gates and electric fence. You know, you instead of having to walk your electric fence with a tester, you can see hey the the, the fence is out or maybe water levels in water levels. Yeah, wow. incubators temperature heat because the same basic core is easy to extend. So once I get the core right. That's been the hard part is just getting the core right. Once the core software is working like it's supposed to, then it should, in theory, be pretty easy to add new all kinds of stuff. So the secure farm is going, I'm going to try and cover, you know, your backyard security from two-legged and four-legged predators, basically, and, and right. water levels and feed levels. So. Driveway sensors. Driveway you know. sen yeah. Oh, man, that, I can't wait. Yeah, that'll yeah. be cool. When you're when wait. you're ready to launch the secure coop, come back on and we'll, uh, okay. we'll 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 plug we'll plug the heck out of it for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I really need that. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. This oh, somebody just said that'd be good for dog kennel. Sure, it would. Mm -hmm. Let you know, make sure it's locked up because I don't know how many times I yeah yeah are the yeah are the dogs good. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. right on. Well, oh, go ahead. Was asking about the Chromebook. I'm gonna try and get back to them on that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, if you can find an answer to it, we'll uh, I'll um, I'm gonna close up here in just a sec. But we can we can send it out through the uh, I can send it out through the Telegram group after too, if you want. All right, sounds good. But if you want to hang in the background for a second, I'll close up the show and I'll be right back with you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that. This was a lot of fun. I I mean, you saw his presentation. It was really neat. I was really glad he was willing to come on and share it with us because. Like I said, I love coming at different topics from um, both ends of the spectrum. You know, you can go $4,000, $5,000 and be tricked out to have, you know, the best ham radio setup. Nate, I'm looking at you anywhere. Or you can start for free or 30 bucks and get your feet wet and go from there because we don't all come at it with the same budget and it's hard to justify comms for some things if you're not, uh, if it's just not your thing or you're not ready to make that investment. Sometimes you play and you learn and then you go from there. But I was super glad that uh, Christopher came on with short notice. It was awesome. Like I said, 10 days from we talked to when he got on the show, it doesn't always happen that way. So uh, thank him. But also guys, just give him some support. If you want to pick his brain or reach out to him or get on the notification list for when his secure coop comes out, show him the love. And with that, guys, you know, I always appreciate you. It was a great Sunday evening. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great 
week.